I lived in Alaska for a while during the summers when I was going to undergraduate school. The school was in Missouri, but uh, I would spend the summers in Alaska working at a cannery up there, and we would get a day or two off every week, usually a day, and those of us who were of a more exploratory bent would use that time to either climb a mountain, uh, go down to the beach and maybe take a john boat out to one of the glaciers, or on one notable occasion, go up to an old orphanage. It had been long abandoned, and we had to uh, make our way there, bushwhack our way through weeds and clusters of old farm machinery and such that had been left there to rot for whatever reason. But inside, it was pretty cool, and more than a little spooky. There were three floors, I seem to remember. There was one that had this huge ballroom, and the floor had been painted with a a giant pentagram, of course. Uh, There were all sorts of places in the building where there had been graffiti drawn, where people had obviously hung out. And while I was in there, uh, one of the others told a story. And this was a story about another group of people who had gone into the orphanage, except this was at night. Uh, We had gone in during the day because, hey, (laughs) duh. But uh, this other group had gone in at night, and they had wandered around, and they had found their way up the stairs to uh, the upper floors. They had found that ballroom. And along the way somewhere, one of them got separated from the others. They'd been drinking, so this doesn't seem all that unlikely. And she was wandering around. And she had found herself on the third floor and had managed to get to a window but couldn't find any of the stairs down. But the window had a fire escape. She remembered the fire escapes from when they had approached the building, but uh, she couldn't remember if it went all the way down. But she was just drunk enough to give it a go. So she starts climbing down the ladder. She makes it about halfway, she thinks, or maybe a little further. Uh, She's not sure, but she comes to the end of the ladder, and so she's dangling there, and she can't tell where the ground is. It's too dark. She's too drunk. Then one of her friends calls out from down below, and he yells up to her, and he says, it's okay. It's only a few feet, and it's just grass. You'll be fine. Just let go. And so she does. And she goes down, 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 about 10, 15 feet even, and hits pretty hard, uh, twisting her ankle. Fortunately, she doesn't get hurt on any of the farm machinery and the jagged spikes and twists of metal that jut up from it all around her. And she sees this, and she's suddenly quite sober. She goes back around the building and finds the way in and finally finds her way back to where her friends are. And she finds the friend who told her to jump. And she's like, what were you thinking telling me to jump right there? There was, there was machinery and stuff everywhere. I could have been killed. Of course, that fellow did not have any idea what she was talking about. He'd been with the rest of the group the entire time. This is Gothic. 
Hey there, Sojourners, and welcome back. We are here in the contemporary now, still, and we just left our travelers with a few questions and a knock at the window, Jacob. Gotcha. So, at the window of your truck is Deputy Andrew Beeler. And it wasn't too long <gasps> ago that you had his insides on your <gasps> outsides. Yeah, I'm not, I haven't felt the inside of many men's chests before, but, you know, that was uh, <laughs> something I won't forget. <laughs> many, huh? <laughs> Just a few. Just a few. Uh, okay, first thing. You count them on one hand. First thing. What does this man's name tag say? <laughs> it says "Screw you, Jacob." No, it it, uh, it has his information on it. It's it's his name. He's got his he's got his badge actually there, and it um, has his badge number. Is it the A A Beeler? Yes. Okay. Well, all right. I'm gonna look around. Uh, I'm gonna sit up first. Sit up. You know, were were you hoping for twins? I was hoping for twins. That would have made this decision <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> oh, I'm at Sanity Ridge, and I haven't been drinking. Yeah, you know that seems to solve the problems here in Crazy Land. I'm gonna sit up, look around, a real quick little glance. Uh, uh, is is he alone? Is he here? Is he a monster? Does he have goat eyes or anything of the sort? <laughs> I am trying to decide if that is read a bad situation or investigate a mystery. You never make us read a bad situation. Make us read a bad situation. This is a pretty bad situation. Yeah, I don't make you read a bad situation very often because it doesn't really apply a lot of the <laughs> times. Well, I think I, I love that the description of read a bad situation is when you look around and read a bad situation. It's like, oh, thanks. That really cleared it up. <laughs> Helped us decide there. Yeah, but looking at those, I suppose these aren't the... Uh, Droid you're looking for? Yeah, these aren't the questions I'm, I'm trying to answer. Am I, am I looking around? In that case, uh, you look around and uh, you see uh, the patrol car. It is parked a couple of car lengths behind uh, where you are double parked with the van. Okay. And it has its uh, engine running. It, it appears that you can hear, uh, but it doesn't have the lights going or anything. And you don't see anyone else. You don't see any any partner or anything. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and read a bad situation. Sure. Sure. All right. And that is a eight. First roll of the night. Yay. Um, is that a hold one? Yeah, it's a hold, that's a hold one. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I've got some questions to answer. None of these are... All right. Are there any dangers I haven't noticed? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're, that's kind of what you're looking around for. Um, you are trying to find out if there's something going to, you know, jump into the truck with you and claw your uh, your innards onto the outsides. That's and true. you don't see anything threatening. You, you see down by the water's edge, LJ leaps backward, but it's just a goose. <laughs> Like a regular goose. They just are regularly angry. Isn't a goose a mutated duck? They're, they're as much of a threat as this undead officer. Like, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the teeth on those things? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can ask a biologist. In that case, I'm going to casually roll down my window and put a smile on my face. 
Oh. And uh, I go, Deputy Beeler, what a surprise. Well, uh, hey there, uh, Mr. Candle. I just wanted to, uh, I, I saw you here, and I, I just thought I'd pull in, and you were supposed to come by the uh, office today and uh, and have a little talk with me, uh, right? But you never showed. Why not? Oh, it must have slipped my mind. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's okay. I looked over that footage again, and um, I gotta tell you, I don't know what happened, but it was very disturbing to me, uh, and I'm 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 going to look into it further. Um, I I do apologize for any distress that uh, uh, my actions might have caused you. Oh, that's all right. Are you? Uh- are you feeling okay? Mm, pretty good. Last night you you looked like yeah, like you'd seen a ghost or something. So you know, I'm a little just worried about you, deputy. Oh uh, well, don't you worry yourself, none. Uh, I do have something for you here. Uh, got dropped off at the station this morning. Um, actually, for you and your your friends. And he uh, he takes out a Manila envelope and he turns it over so that you can see that it has your name and Dr. Grace's name, and LJ's name, uh, written on, handwritten on the front of it. And he passes it through the window to you. And he says, well, like I said, no reason for you to come down to the, come down to the shop. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're planning on staying around for a few more days, uh, you, might, you might give us a call in a couple of days, and I will I'll give you an update on... On that uh, question you were you were asking. With that, I'm going to interject real quick. I'm going to snap my fingers at him. Uh, I was like, you know, like I'm trying to think of something. I'm going to rummage around in my truck. And I'm going to get out, like, you know, some scratch paper or something like that. Get a pen. I'm going to hand it to him. Could you uh, give me a number that I can reach you at? Oh, absolutely. And he takes a card out of his pocket and gives it to you. <laughs> I needed that handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, okay, fair enough. Thank you. I mean, you could try to manipulate somebody if you you know try to get some more information written down information um, out of him. I manipulate people by being angry with them. <laughs> that may not be your best route. I can act, I can I can play the wounded card and, and like after I handed him something and he just like brushes me off and hands me a card. But you know what? He, you know what? I want to let it go this time. I'm gonna let it go this time. Better to play it safe. I thought you meant like, oh, your card gave me a paperclip. Oh, no. a paperclip, a paper cut. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I take the card. I look it over. Pocket it. And uh, I think I'm curious as this deputy is walking away. I was like, uh, deputy, do you come here often? It's kind of odd to meet you in this spot all of a sudden. So early in the morning. Oh, it's not that early. Yeah, I mean, I I drive down 63 to the edge of town and back on a fairly regular regular basis uh, during the day. Yep, just uh, oh, happen to catch you. Anyway, you have a you have a good rest of your day, Mister Candle, and uh, and we'll be talking to you soon. And he right. he like pats the you know he hits the top of the truck, and does a little double tap. Yeah, and I, I tip my hat to him. <laughs> And then he walks back to his uh, car, gets in it, and drives away to the sound of crunching gravel. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. I watch him in the rearview mirror until he gets some eye-to-eye shot. Then I'm look down at this envelope he had. You know, I'm not going to open it up yet. I need to make sure I'm okay. I'm going to go get Grace and tap on the van.
So where are you at uh, in your research, Dr. Grace? I had just figured out that the other, the house limited houses in the in uh, North America were forming roughly, I can't find where it is in my notes, but it's roughly like a triangle. And uh, I had recognized it as some kind of summoning circle-like insignia thing to concentrate power on this spot specifically. And I had remembered that the most likely... Like, there are a few North American groups with the power levels to do something on this scale, but only one or two with the money required. So, uh, I had been um, kind of conspiracy theorist putting it all together. And that was the Nix Corporation? Yeah, so a couple of groups with the money, either the Nix... Nix Collective. Yeah, Nix Collective, or I have in parentheses Amazon, question mark? (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. That's right. (laughs) Oh, which one of those could it be? Which one has a vested interest in using the United States to funnel a bunch of power into one individual? wonder which one it is. Uh, All right. How about you, LJ? What are you uh, doing down there by the lake? I want to scout the best way around without, uh, hopefully, without being seen. Okay. That is solidly read a bad situation. You got it. Oh, what did that one be? Oh, what did that one be? And my screen... Is is, it a level up? It is not a level up, unfortunately. It is... I'm just trying to think about what my ad is. No, it's a solid seven. Okay. Then I guess you're going to ask, what's the best way in? Yes. All right. Well, it looks like your best way in... Uh, from what you can see looking at the lake. Now, there is a trail that goes around part of the lake, but it does look like it is gated off uh, once it hits the uh, the property that the um, house is actively using. Any low-profile, like, bush movement? Um, so, that actually, tra- that trail would take you kind of a long way around. Your best way in is actually by water, uh, but it would be at night when you'd be covered by, by darkness more. Yeah, and when there aren't people out there fishing and kayaking or whatever. Yeah. But a, a boat swiped from the community center here or from the, I believe there's a YMCA or a, a boys club or something that's just right up. Yeah, just to the north there. But that's your best bait. That's your best way in. And it's still like midday? Yeah. There's still plenty of time before nightfall. Okay. Well, then I'm going to head back to the vehicles and let them know that I think the best way to be unseen while scoping out this place is probably going to be at night across the lake. Okay. About the time you get up to the van, you see a police car pulling away, and you see Jacob getting out of his truck and uh, taking a few steps over to the van and knocking on the door there. Grace is, uh, Grace is sat in the truck with the papers forgotten on her lap and both hands on the wheel as she watch- watches the uh, patrol car go by, but I think uh, relaxes as soon as Jacob's out there, knocking on the window. Open the door. What is it? I'm going to pause for a moment. I'm just going to pass the, the envelope over to her. I'm going to ask, do you have that notebook, that diary that we had from Andrew Beeler? Uh, yes, and uh, I'll shuffle it out from under all the papers and hold it up. Oh, I'd like to take it. What is that? Where did you get that? That was uh, Deputy Andrew Beeler. T- sorry, did you say the deputy who had passed away of a mysterious heart attack? 
Yeah, the guy whose spine I was tickling earlier. <laughs> um, Delightful. That was, uh, so the, uh, I'm not drunk. I haven't been drinking. That book is real. That really happened. He, he, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, either. Wait, did you just say something about a book, man? Oh, God. Because that's what Haven told me to find. A book? What? Oh, it's a notebook. Haven told me to find the book. She did. I'm turning back to my notes. So there was a dead man who just walked up to me and acted like he was a dead man. So either there's some kind of doppelganger, time warping. I don't know. Doc, tell me how. Tell me how any of this makes sense. And as he does, as I do this, I'm going to walk back to my truck and get my bulletproof vest. <laughs> I'm going to check my gun. <laughs> I leveled up. I got extra armor. Oh, nice. Uh, when he says uh, time warp, I want to look at. LJ and uh, just go, hmm, time warping, huh? Yeah, this only seemed like a couple of days. Mine was like decades. I was like, I don't, is that what happened? I'm just gonna like, keep checking my gun, make sure all the bullets are in there. <laughs> is that really what's going on? Because that was a dead man just this morning. Yes, and we all saw Haven mysteriously appear at the same time in different places three times. Apparently, the pos- possessing the bodies of people who were actually there in front of us. Uh, I'm gonna very cautiously start to open the envelope, like t- tilting it out away from the van so it's pointing away from my face. What does it say? What's in the envelope? What does it say, Gracie? You open the envelope, and uh, inside are three gold foil embossed, very nicely printed invitations. They are coupons, essentially. Very, very nice coupons uh, for a three-day stay at the house. The house. (sighs) I go check to make sure my rifle's loaded. I don't want to use these. (laughs) Uh... When and what time are they for? They are good for one month. And redeemable at any time. Redeemable at any time in that month. Can I, like, you know... Holding them by the edges, I don't want to smear fingerprints all over them. Can I, like, turn them over and see if there's anything written on there, or just just uh, real simple invitations? They're gold foil, yo. I mean, simple for the house. <laughs> Any, like, villainous cat-stroking messages written on the back, or mwahaha written on it, or... Yeah, so that's read-a-bad situation. Ew, lots of read-a-bad situation in this episode. Hey, you were complaining about not- This is true, I was complaining about not having read a man situation. <laughs> it's sharp. Uh, eight is my total. What's the biggest threat? Actually, no, wait, 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 wait. Uh, what's my best way in? Because I am not sure if I trust these invitations. I kind of still want to steal a boat and sneak in at night. <laughs> uh, you look over the invitations. Uh, they seem legitimate. I mean, the- the gold foil and everything. It, it doesn't look like somebody has faked up some invitations to the house. You've probably seen these uh, before, at least uh, pictures of them online. And this is definitely, you know, worth a lot of uh, redeemable cash. But uh, your scientist brain also says that, yes, this is not a good idea. Unless you want to go in and have a fair bit of time to explore and examine 
uh, and investigate, but do it subtly or cross by boat, have very little time, and you know, to do a, a hit and run on information. Yeah. So you went with. Oh, what's my best way in? Is the. Yeah. Oh, what's your best way in? Right. Uh, so the best way in, after you analyze both, despite the dangers, it's probably going to be use the coupons. Fair enough. Because that gives you the opportunity to poke around more. It'll give me enough time to get the gasoline. Fair. <laughs> this all ends in fire. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, the house is fireproof. Oh, no. There goes well, all my this plans. Is an actual, this is an actual historical Wait? fact. What? Wow. It's... <laughs> Yeah, the interior walls are uh, plated in copper. What? To avoid fire. That's so wild. Would I know this? Yes, that's 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 something you can you can oh Google. Oh my god! Uh, the uh, sanatorium right now, and you can oh, find that's that information. Crazy. Well, Jacob, you could light the carpet on fire, I suppose, but oh, it wouldn't man. do much harm to the actual fabric of the building. God, man, copper plated. They thought about this. So, LJ, what? Uh, How's uh, how's LJ reacting to all this? Um, in a bit of like befuddlement and like, uh, so you're telling me that we're trying to investigate this place, and some guy who is actually dead gives us some gold foil freaking tickets to just go right in. Are you kidding me right now? Yes, indeed, I am kidding you right now. We have the golden ticket. I'm, I, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it, because I've been in that place before, and I gotta tell you, there's some weird things going on there, man. I don't like it and either, LJ. I think we should wait till night and really case the place and try and move in stealthily. What if we do both? That's that's what I was starting to think of. Perhaps we could case the place uh, before we take advantage of these invitations. I would like to have some idea of what we're walking into, as well as perhaps not walk in when they are expecting us, if indeed anyone is expecting us, which I should think they are, given the fact that they gave us invitations stamped with gold leaf in a manila envelope. With our names on it. With exactly. Our with our names, names on no it. LJ's here. I'm the one talking to the cops. <laughs> Do they? I'd like to uh, remind you as well that in game time, in the world of Macon, Missouri, <laughs> and despite the time dilation that uh, LJ went through, uh, all of you, except for Dr. Grace, uh, arrived last night. Uh, Dr. Grace has been here a little bit longer than that. Right. I don't have to read a bad situation. This is a bad situation. This whole situation is bad. Bad. Everything about it is bad. Okay. So let me just put it from my point of view. If you guys want to go on with your golden tickets, waving them around, being like, we're here, you go right ahead. I got your back, but I'm going to wait, and I'm not going through that front door again. I escaped out of that place like three times already, and I mean, I know my way around, but at the same time, I'm not going in there through the front doors again. I'm not saying it would be safe, LJ. Let's keep the tickets on us, and let's go in there. At night, in case it. And if we see a reason to go into it during the day, then let's do that. Because this is this is a bad mm. place. This is a bad town. 
yes, it is a bad place. And uh, as I said, I would like to know more information about it, which I think can be best achieved by taking our own initiative and not having eyes on us for who knows how long. However, it might not be a bad idea to bring the invitations with us when we do go. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Uh, I'm for it. You said you found a way in, LJ? Oh, I found my way out a couple of times. I went in through the front door. <laughs> well, you're the expert on getting out then. We uh, we need you, clearly. What do you need? You need like a general layout of what I remember? Now, granted, this was like back in the 50s. Actually, yes, that would be terrifically helpful. If the walls are copper plated, something tells me they don't do a lot of remodeling. They probably do not do a lot of remodeling. From what I remember, I will draw a rough diagram for Grace. I've got then. a sketchbook and I gave it to him. So it is four stories. The main building is four stories. Uh, there are towers at each end, and those go up another uh, story. The main building is roofed in a huge glass greenhouse-like uh, roof that lets in sunlight. Now, it's all diffused, so it's not just like this big atrium thing, but on each of the four floors, at least in the 50s, there were windows, frosted white windows, in the floors. That let the light through. That let light through. So it let light all the way down through all four floors uh, to illuminate the whole place up. Uh, but after each of the floors above the main floor uh, were rooms for the afflicted. And Red eyes. there was, to the south, a lower section uh, that was sort of a community room, and uh, it was in that area that LJ also found the file rooms. The records room, yeah, I definitely want to point that out, because mm -hmm. I think that still might be a point of interest. I would like to see so, anyway. Grace, this is this is like the main record room. I mean, the other floors, I saw some of the patients, I saw what some of the rooms were like. And the patients were freaking me out. I kind of did uh, tell you about a little bit of the crazy stuff I thought I saw yes, there. Yes, I recall the floating and the red eyes. Yeah, but I think that in this area, I don't know if it's in the exact same office or not, but where this record room was seems like it'd be a good idea to kind of check out to see if there's other kinds of records or offices that we can, you know, try and find more information about. Mm, I agree. Perhaps the records room is where, sh where we should start. The, they might not keep the records in the same place, but um, I believe we should endeavor to discover where they do keep their records and uh, search through them as, uh, as much as we can. Okay, well, until we figure out how we're getting over there, uh, do we want to head back to town and try and... Yes, please. See if we can't wrangle up a rowboat or I something? I need to wrangle up a bed. I don't have the <laughs> capacity to continue doing what we've been doing. I need a nap. Yeah, I need to clean my guns and make some Molotovs. You do you. Uh, LJ, you said uh, a boat. Can you find out? Just something to get us across the water so that we can go in from the back yeah. so we won't have to enter through the main gates. Perhaps maybe... I just uh, think those are going to be monitored more heavily. Yes, I agree. Maybe a uh, maybe a canoe or something. Canoe, rowboat, yeah. There's a Walmart on the north side of town. This is true. I mean, if you didn't want to steal something, if you wanted to actually buy something. Here's the thing. Do we know that the YMCA has boats? Did we, like, see, you know, those, like, you know those, like, trailers, like, full of boats that, like, uh, summer camps have that they tow around? And did we see anything like that? How about giving me 
Well, you know, some of these, it's kind of weird. The the best role is really the one that gives the best options is act under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems silly to have you act under pressure to look to see if there's a... Uh, pressure! See if there's boats there. Uh, so, I'm going to... Actually, there's... I mean, you're the keeper. Do whatever. Yeah, I can do whatever I want. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just going to say that uh, it is summer, I believe, we established. Summertime. And, and Macon is creepy. So, yes, there is, but they are, they're chain padlocked to the, um... Oh, chains. Ace hardware, give me some bolt cutters. Ch- Listen, we don't need bolt cutters. I have something that can get through those chains. Yeah, do you want to do it in the middle of the day while everybody's still trying to go in and work out? That's that's not what we're saying. It's just that we we don't need to purchase bolt cutters. Oh, okay, okay. I have a sense of dread and overwhelming doom looming over me, so I, I feel the need to prep for to meet my fate. Oh, believe me. So do I. Dr. Grace, you're going to go back to your rooms and take a nap. I desperately need sleep. Grace didn't sleep at all last night, so... Jacob, you are going to clean your guns and continue to stay awake and hallucinate <laughs> more things? Actually, what I'm going to try to do is not drink and... I want to make some Molotov cocktails. He's going to try very hard. Try very hard to not drink. (laughs) Okay. And LJ, what is your plan for the day? LJ's plan is to see if Gracie would mind letting me use her uh, computer system and look over her notes and see if there's anything that uh, she might have possibly missed or anything that might stand out to me. Oh, of course. LJ, you, you knew Haven as well as I did. No, you know Haven as well as I do, and absolutely, two two pairs of eyes are better than one. Feel free to look over everything. Give me a med kit. Prep the med kit. Oh, God. Oh, I have one of those also. Don't worry about that. Yeah, can I also, like, uh, I assume me and LJ are both going back to my room that I'm renting. Yeah, if uh, LJ wants to use the computer, then yes. I want to set up like an equivalent of that spell in Dungeons and Dragons where you set up like a border and if anything crosses it, you are alerted. Alarm. Yeah. Yeah, an alarm. You know what that means. Weird science. I've mastered the arts of combining theoretical science of magic. Oh, yeah, she has weird science. So you get to use um, the use magic uh, role, but it's uh, considered to be just mad science stuff. That's creepy. Is that, That's still weird, right? I've used this once before, and I can't even... I used this twice before. Yes, okay. it's plus weird. That's fine. That's a plus two. Uh, so it's an eight total. Okay, so it works imperfectly. Um, Maybe my room's... You get to pick the effect and the glitch oh, right, right, right. Uh, from the, uh, there's a list. And I then get to add on anything else I want to. And then I get to choose uh, what effect the glitch you have chosen yeah. does. Hmm. I guess the effect would be bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature. Well, I mean, I kind of just want to be alerted if anything enters. I would say that's probably one thing beyond human limitation. I feel like that's the one. That's the effect they included. If if anyone was like, "But I want to do something just on this list." Well, there's big magic too, so you could you know go a little bit yeah. further um, and do like a really serious security system. But that's not really what you're trying yeah. to do. You're just wanting an alert. So I'm thinking it's it's of the use magic level, not of the big magic level. Yeah, I want to be like basic, basically instantly awakened if. 
if anything tries to come in my room. And the glitch. Uh, I'm going to pick it has a problematic side effect, because I think that's the most interesting and allows a lot of uh, interesting play to happen there. Okay. So what does this look like when you build it? Great question. I had totally considered that, and I'm totally prepared with my answer. I think I... I think I... I can go um, to Jacob cleaning his guns for a few moments if you want a second yeah, to think about it. Yeah, do that. Do that for a second. Jacob cleans his guns. So, like, I'm going to get my stuff together. I've got, got my duffel bag of gear and such like that. I've got tons of bottles. Um, put all, lay my guns out. Nice. I'm going to find some secluded place away from prying eyes. Maybe a dead in alley or something like that. But, uh, lay my stuff out. Check it. Do ammo count. Secure my vest. Make sure everything is good. I want to get a couple road flares. I want to make a few Molotov cocktails. Uh, acquire a crowbar. Want to, in, in the middle of this, I want to take out my picture of my old partner and me, uh, the guy who died, who set me on this path. I'm going to, like, set it out in front of me so I can watch it while I'm, while I'm doing all this. Is it in a heart-shaped locket? No. It's just an old crumpled up, <laughs> a crumpled up photo. And I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. And then when I have, after I feel like I'm, I'm ready, which I don't think I'll ever feel like I'm actually ready... Uh, I, I would like to get, actually get some bolt cutters from some hard, a hardware store if, I can, if it's possible. I thought we had established that Jacob was more or less broke. Oh, yes. Did we? Yeah, all right. So we're not going to do that. We're, we, bolt cutters are too expensive for me. I have bolt cutters already. We don't need bolt cutters. <laughs> oh, you have bolt cutters. I don't have bolt cutters. Uh, I, I <laughs> we feel, don't need two sets of bolt cutters. I have this sense of doom. Also, Dr. Grace, you are building a security system. Uh, Jacob is presumably somewhere else, unless you're going to be doing all of this on her rented um, one-room uh, <laughs> floor, while LJ is also tapping away at the computer nearby, and Dr. Grace is moving around and attaching various items to the walls and such that we don't really know what looks like yet. So <laughs> I figured it out. I figured it out. So, well, for, uh, first thing is I'm going to carry my collapsible wheelchair upstairs, and uh, as soon as I get in my room, I'm going to sit down, take my prosthetics off, and get in the wheelchair and, you know, move around that way. But I'm going to go straight supernatural on this and spread lines of salt along the windows and door frame, and uh, I think I've probably been experimenting with it, and I've mixed it with... Um, some some kind of pungent herbs and maybe like a powdered um what's that stuff called that burns really bright magnesium so you're not just a mad scientist you're a mad new age scientist <laughs> yeah well yeah i was experimenting with uh with uh <laughs> <laughs> magic is just physics we don't understand yet uh jacob i'm going to suggest that as good it would probably be for all of you to be together um with her wheeling around in the room in the wheelchair there may be some difficulty in you finding space to do what you need to do with your guns if that's the case then i would like to find like the dead end alley you know park my truck backwards into it and work out of the bed of my truck you know Oh, and get ready for the end. I don't think I'm walking out of this. You know, I feel that you're you're feeling some pressure. That's, yeah, I agree. I agree. There's some a monumental amount of pressure, and I'm trying not to drink. I'd say I'd say it's enough pressure that you probably need to roll two Let's dice for it. Act oh, in the uh, act under it. pressure. Act okay. under pressure. That's a four. 
Oh no! Ouch. <laughs> Level two. Level two. Oh, oh god, I'm not doing okay. That, all right, so what happens? You find a, a dead end street, and in the bed of the truck, you kind of have everything laid out on a on a tarp. And you start breaking down all of your guns and start oiling them and such. And as you do so, you hear a car pull up behind you at the end of the dead-end alley. And you look over. Oh, okay. Good deal. You hear a car pull up and you look over and it's one you don't recognize. It's like a... Dirty, dusty, brown, um, 1970s station wagon. Say what? And the door opens, and your ex-partner steps out. No! Oh! No! Oh! No! No! Oh, no! Oh, oh, my episode. God. Oh, oh, Jacob's not going to make it out. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> That's great. <gasps> oh, oh. oh, lordy, 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 lord. And as you try to hurriedly put the pieces of your guns back together, uh, they just go scattering all over the back of the uh, truck. There's just now parts intermingle because you had all your guns torn apart at the same time. Grace, you have your security system in place, and you're sleeping? Yeah. Okay. And LJ, you are uh, doing some investigating, so... I am doing some investigating. Investigate a mystery. Right. Come on, please, good roll. Uh, Okay, it's a seven. Uh, Could be worse. Yep. I was kind of hoping for the extra... You still need your one failure <laughs> I know, here to. I just uh, need one uh, failure to, <laughs> to get your next advancement. Looking at the notes, trying to focus on anything that has to do with Haven, or maybe even stuff about Cassie Sutherland or Sheriff Sutherland. Um, anything about the Steel Hildreth, uh, the Nix Collective. Just pouring over all of that information. What is being concealed here? Dun dun dun. Also, you know, focus on Lazarus Kane. Sure. Dr. Lazarus Kane. You're not going to get answers to all of these things. No, that's fine. That's, that's fine. That's a lot of information. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, you uh, start off looking at, at stuff about Haven. Uh, you start uh, looking at information that is in her notes, looking for those names uh, in, in Haven's notes, the names of the people you saw in the files that you took from the uh, sanatorium. In the 50s. In the 50s. And you do start spotting some. It's in her research about the history of the uh, building, because, of course, she was investigating the house. So, Are these Haven's notes or are these Grace's notes? These are Haven's notes, okay. which are on Grace's computer. It's what mostly what Grace was going through. And you find... A couple of the names stand out. Now, you, that time in the 50s has faded a little bit in uh-huh. your mind, but there's still enough there that you are able to, to remember those names. And they keep, they're coming up in uh, terms of deaths of, of people who died at the hospital. Now, it's a sanatorium. It's not a, 
it's an osteopathic hospital. Right. It was not a it was not a sanitarium. Right, or an asylum or something like that. Or gotcha. an asylum or anything like that where, you know, there was no reason necessarily for these people to be to be dying there. They were not uh they didn't have uh any illnesses that that would have needed to be accounted for. I've lost my words. Pandemic energy. The names of those that were dying at the osteopathic hospital. They shouldn't have, but they did. Right. Yeah, I mean, they were mostly in for relatively minor conditions. And that was also something somewhat suspicious to Haven. Now, she had been focusing on money trails more than the history of the building itself, but she did note this in passing. And that, that's why it may not have jumped out at Grace. But these people uh, looked like they might have been checked in for reasons that an osteopathic hospital wouldn't necessarily cover. They wouldn't necessarily specialize in. Uh, para-enhanced abilities? <laughs> well, it could be something like that. But, uh, of course, it didn't. That is not what Haven's notes say, because she wouldn't have had that information. Gotcha. But since seeing the files that I saw and what they said, maybe they stand out a little bit more to me. Indeed. All right. Uh, Jacob Candle, your ex-partner is walking... Uh, up toward you along this dead-end street. Now I'm hearing the theme from The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. <gasps> really? I was hearing uh, Benny Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I wanna slap myself a couple times. Rub my eyes. <laughs> Does he yeah, need to roll real? Real? <laughs> I want to focus. What is real? What is reality? Is that kick some ass? Can you kick your own ass in this oh game? Oh my god. <laughs> You're just sitting there in the back of your truck, and you're um, kind of slapping your your face and your your hand or your uh, shoulder. Uh, what's his name? Uh, his name is Ron Kraust. K R A U S T. So your ex partner, um, Ron Croft, he approaches the back of the uh, truck. He uh, he says, "Hey, Jakey." And uh, you see in his hand, he has a, a beer, and he pops it, <laughs> and he takes a swig out of it, and uh, he takes a, another one out of the pocket of his jacket, and he God. tosses it to you. Uh, Not beer! No! Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I'm, uh, it's so good to see you, man. I'm going to pop the little top off. I'll take a drink with him. Oh, <laughs> He says, good to see you too, man. And he uh, takes another drink of the uh, can, squishes it in his hand, which causes the beer just to sort of spray everywhere, tosses it aside. His jaw drops open, distending uh, and expanding, and you see a mouthful of teeth, and he leaps up into the back of the truck, just like uh, Jesse just did to the camera on his his laptop. (laughs) And his clothes stretch and spread out, and then another set of arms grows underneath his top set. Jesus Christ! And the hands elongate, and talons spear out from the uh, ends of the nails, and he hiss-spits in your face, and... Christ! Next time on The Gothic... 
podcast. <laughs> oh my god. There goes any hope. The Gothic Podcast is produced by C. Patrick Nagel with theme music by Zoe Hovland and cover artwork by Jared George Art. Listen to The Gothic Podcast on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow The Gothic Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or email us at thegothicpodcast at gmail.com. Support for The Gothic Podcast comes from you, our listeners, so please visit our Patreon page. Thanks. Yeah, I don't think Jacob's ever going to recover from this. This is never going to be okay. Oh, no. Nothing is ever going to be okay. Holy moly. Yeah, Jacob, you got issues. God. My last, like, second half of this page of my notes is just like a solid wall of (laughs) text with no grammatical markings, just freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) Should we go ahead and stop? All right. All right. I am stopping recording now.